Hey, if you're invested in the Las Vegas mayoral race, and really, we should all be, you're going to want to check out the Nevada Independent Mayoral Forum on Wednesday, May 15th at the Fountain Blue. The Indy CEO, John Ralston, will be moderating a live panel with the three frontrunners. You know, it could get spicy, so don't miss it. Tickets are available at thenevadaindependent.com slash events. And as a bonus for CityCast Las Vegas members, we've got two pairs of tickets we're giving away tonight. So make sure to join at membership.citycast.fm if you haven't already. The best gift to give for Valentine's Day is chocolate, in my opinion, which is, of course, the correct opinion. Luckily, we've got an incredible artisanal chocolatier right here in Henderson, Ethel M. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're talking with Mark Mackey. He's the chief chocolatier and the Willy Wonka of our beloved local chocolate emporium, FLM. He's giving us all the insider deets on what it takes to get from bean to bar to heart-shaped box. It's Thursday, February 8th. I'm Sarah Lohman, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Okay, Mark, thank you so much for talking with us today. Absolutely. Really excited to be here. Okay, so in addition to being chief chocolatier, um, you're also chief product developer. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And it's, yeah, the the most fun part of my job is having the opportunity to create and craft all sorts of different chocolate products, beverages, combining flavors with delicious beverages, alcohol, non-alcohol. We do it all out here. You're pretty famous for your like boozy treats, but that's definitely not all you have. I mean, I think one of my favorite pieces is actually the pecan brittle. It's very delicious, decadent, crunchy. I mean, as the product developer, what are some things that you're really excited about that you've worked on? Oh boy. So it's hard. So it's just like, you know, it's hard to to name your favorite child. (laughs) Um, Can the chocolates hear us right now? Or, you know, you don't want to make one feel bad? I am. Yeah, they are just being made not too far behind us. Um, so yeah, maybe we should okay. be a little bit yeah. more quiet. Yeah, but. <laughs> so no one gets their feelings hurt. Yeah. So I like, you know, different pieces and different things for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, most recently, I think the piece that I was the most excited about was one that was a little bit, um, a little bit more different than maybe a, a traditional chocolate. So, you know, you mentioned the pecan brittle as being one of your favorite yeah. pieces. Classic, classic so, chocolate. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Chocolate, you know, pecans, toffee or caramel. So we also have a pecan caramel rapture, we called it. We called it mm. somewhat similar to a, a turtle, traditional turtle. Um, so I created a new variant of that piece with um, actually taking the caramel and we spiced it up with some guajillo mm. and chipotle chili. Wow. So if you think about Exactly. Yeah. If you think about that sweet and salty combination that so many people love, obviously texture, the crunch of the pecans is really important to provide some complexity. But now you add a spice element. So you've got all this happening in your mouth at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful experience and one of the pieces I'm, I've been most proud of over the last year. Oh, that's so cool. Do you have one more that you'd like to shout out? 
Absolutely. Um, so early last year, I created a Bananas Foster piece. So it's actually um, was a two, a, like a dual layered truffle. So you have a white chocolate banana ganache Ooh. that is on top of a creamy caramel. So you really get that Bananas Foster experience. Um, the banana puree and ganache melts first, then the caramel mm. kind of comes in and provides that really nice, sweet caramelized sugar note. Um, and the whole piece is enrobed in our fabulous creamy milk chocolate. Are you considering, you know, R&Ding any new pieces that might have uh, local ingredients or flavors? Absolutely. You know, there are a number of uh, craft distillers and brewers here in Las Vegas. And, you know, over the last few years, we've worked with a number of, um, you know, different beers, different wines, um, different distilled spirits to create different limited edition pieces. That's cool. Um, and we'll look to we'll look to do that in the future. Being that it is Las Vegas in the desert, you know, there are is a limited amount of product that grows here. But just over the mountains in California, you know, we have the breadbasket of America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also have local Mojave Desert honey that we use in our oh, cool. dark chocolate honey truffle. Yeah. So you get a little bit of that, um, a little bit of that desert flavor um, in a few different pieces that we offer. Well, my vote is always for mesquite. I love mesquite as a local ingredient and flavor. So I just just a little maybe for me, throw something together. It's just such a fascinating taste. Have you ever had it? I have. Yeah, I, I actually. So in a in a previous life, um, I had worked on a number of savory chocolate products, wow. chocolate barbecue sauce, chocolate cocoa rubs, um, ingredients, and we did utilize a um, a mesquite smoked uh, cocoa powder in our cocoa rub that was fabulous. So you never know. It's it's not. I would say maybe not a traditional ingredient in chocolate, but I I always love you know, incorporating things that are new and different. And so I think that could absolutely be um, something that we look at um, in the near future. Just put my vote in for it. So can you give us some of the backstory of Ethel M's? Like who, who is Ethel? Sure. So Ethel M chocolates, um, it's interesting. A lot of folks, when they come to visit us, they always ask us what the M stands for. And the M stands for Mars. So Ethel M was founded back in 1981 by Forrest Mars Sr., and that was after he had retired from the M&M Mars candy company that he built with his father, Frank Mars. So he moved to Vegas. You know, in the Mars family, it was felt that, you know, you weren't really in the chocolate making business or the chocolate business unless you had a premium box chocolate. So Forrest moved to Las Vegas. Yeah, he, he moved out here to do just that, to really create a premium box chocolate company. Do you know, Mark, why he chose Las Vegas? From where was Mars based? So at the time, I believe they were in Chicago and on the East Coast. So Mm -hmm. Nevada had a very unique legal situation going on with the casinos on the Strip. And the state of Nevada, you know, allowed for um, the addition of alcohol into chocolate confections. A lot of other states at the time did not allow for that. So he saw a very unique business opportunity um, to partner with local casinos on the Strip, you know, for turndown service and actually had developed those liqueurs initially as a, as a unique product offering um, to cater to the, the hospitality, you know, the business that was that was being attracted here in Las Vegas. So he came here because he wanted to make boozy chocolates and Nevada would let him make boozy chocolates. And then he could he could use the casinos as his like business partner. So you could sell the casinos. And even today, you know, with all the, the, the local 
traffic coming through. You know, there mm-hmm. are always new new folks that have never had our, our chocolate. Um, and working with those casinos, you know, gives you an opportunity to to be exposed to, you know, more clientele every year. Right. From across the country. I, I mean, I was kind of curious, you know, why a big company like Mars would invest in sort of these um, more high end brands, like you said, like a box chocolate company. So it was a little bit of like an expectation, like to be a good chocolate maker, you have to have this within the family. I, I think so. And I think it was a bit of his retirement project. You know, mm. uh, I've, I've met several of the Mars family members and they don't stop ever. So mm. Even though they're retired, they want to work on the next thing. And so I think Forrest moved out here to start something new, start something fresh, um, something that was a little bit different than what the rest of the company was doing um, in Las Vegas. So you can think it's a very peculiar place maybe to start a chocolate company where it gets to above 110 degrees in the summertime. Is that challenging um, at all? Well, it can be. So there's there's trade-offs as we as there are with everything, you know. One of the advantages, I would say, to working in the Las Vegas area is that we have a very dry climate. When you make different things like nougats and marshmallow, you know, high humidity can be detrimental to mm. to producing those. And so, you know, yeah, it does get to be pretty warm here, but I think, you know, we're able to to manage that with our air handling and um Luckily, we have an airport just a few miles away yeah. for our overnight deliveries. We can get those shipped out without um, without melting. So, It actually sounds like there's advantages of being here, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I have a couple of friends that work in chocolate as well, different parts of the country. And they're always, you know, we're in our group chat talking to each other about what we're working on. And um, they're always complaining about the humidity. And I'm always, you know, really thankful <laughs> that we have. Well, not today, because today's kind of rainy but most most days most days are dry so oh my god i it if only i could see what goes on in the chocolate group chat um could, <laughs> top, <laughs> could, secret. top secret chocolate group chat Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So what what is special about your slash Ethel M's chocolate making process? Yeah. So, um, you know, so when Forrest moved out here, you know, his original recipes were actually inspired by his mother. So his mm. mother was actually Ethel and oh. her recipes that she created in her home kitchen up in Tacoma, Washington. He created those recipes really, you know, all about fresh ingredients um, really short shelf life. You know, we don't take any shortcuts in, in creating our pieces. 
the majority of, mm. of the pieces that you'll find in our in our retail stores have a less than 90 day shelf life. Um, and that's because we're using, you know, whole milk, cream, butter. Um, you know, we're not using any artificial preservatives in our pieces. Um, being, you know, a small company, but yet with under a larger company, we have the advantage of the um, Mars supply chain. Mm. So we actually do produce our chocolate from bean to bar. A Mars comes in, you know, we're sourcing the cocoa beans, we're grinding, we're roasting those beans, developing all that delicious flavor. In turn, then we have special recipes that are used exclusively for ethylene chocolates that are created for us. And then um, we use those in-house to create our different chocolate pieces. Can you uh, define what bean to bar is for our listeners that might not know? Sure. So when, you, when you're saying bean to bar, I think, you know, it means that you're kind of controlling the, the the chocolate every step of the way. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of smaller chocolate companies, premium chocolate companies, typically will be purchasing their chocolate from a commercial chocolate manufacturer. And so you're not really in control of your raw material, or you may be to a certain point, but when you're bean to bar, you know, you're really kind of controlling and you're responsible for, for the piece uh, or the cocoa every step of the way. And you're able to control the quality um, of the cocoa. So, you know, we talk about this in our chocolate tastings, uh, mm-hmm. our chocolate tasting experiences that we offer at the store here, but, you know, we show, you know, how we look at the actual individual cocoa bean. We actually slice it in half. We look at the inside, mm-hmm to ensure that that bean is properly roasted, properly fermented, because it takes a lot of work to transform that into the delicious chocolate that you taste with FOM. Out of curiosity, where uh, do you source your chocolate from? So we source actually from all over. Um, Mm -hmm. There are different regions. So cocoa typically only grows about 20 degrees north and south of the equator. You know, it takes a real pretty tropical environment, warmer, humid environment in which to thrive. Um, so there's a belt, you know, around the equator where you will find um, a lot of cocoa growing regions. And so you may have seen in the past, you know, single origin chocolates, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. So those would be chocolates made from one specific, you know, origin, could be country, could be a state. Um, you know, those have very specific characteristics, kind of like, you know, different wines um, or grapes that are grown in different parts of the world will have different characteristics, even though those grapes may be the same. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. us, you know, we are crafting together different cocoa beans from different regions to deliver, you know, the different flavor notes, the nuances, um, the fruity and floral characteristics that will give us the finished chocolate that um, or the flavor profile that we're looking for um, that pair best with our, our um, centers. The majority of the pieces that we offer are filled pieces. So mm-hmm. um, we do have some solid chocolate offerings, but most of our most of our pieces have fillings mm-hmm. um, or are topped with different ingredients. The chocolate is the container for more goodness inside. Yes, absolutely. If you come visit us at our retail store, you know, we have a glass window or a plexiglass window right into right. the factory. And you can see all those delicious centers being made right there. That's so cool. You know, I know that you're... Um, focus is really in sort of research and development of what's next. So what is that process like for you? You know, what's being to bar for the chocolate, but what is it to what is it for you? That So that's, the I think, the most fun part of my job. You know, I get to have brainstorming sessions um, 
with my actually we just just hired a new product development scientist that i'm really excited about Um, her name is natalie so natalie and i will sit in a in a conference room and kind of brainstorm what are the trending flavor profiles that are in the world right now what are the different Mm -hmm. spice blends that are popular what is europe doing with chocolate what is like the middle east doing with chocolate what's asia doing with chocolate right now what are the top restaurants in the world doing with chocolate looking at all these ideas um, and really kind of coming up with our own combinations of, of things that we think, you know, might, might taste good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it's a really fun process. We get to make a lot of different samples and, and try things. Um, sometimes they don't always work out as well as you would hope, but, um, but it's, it's, uh, in the end, it's, it can't really, it's not really that bad because, you know, anything <laughs> with chocolate is, is pretty okay. good. <laughs> uh, do you remember any particularly bad combinations that you, you can see, you thought they were going to be good, but then in practice. So I do. I, I many years ago, I had a really interesting idea to actually put together wine grapes and, and chocolate, thinking that originally, you know, it would be a really interesting combination. Yeah. Funky, kind of like an kind elevated. Yeah, like an elevated raisin experience. Um, <laughs> and when, sorry. you know, we're I'm sorry, covered- that really made me laugh. <laughs> Sorry, elevated chocolate-covered raisin. Yeah, yeah, an elevated right? raisin experience. I'm with you. Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's been, funny. It's been... Don't apologize. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and so it was interesting, you know, me in my own head thinking like, wow, this is really cool, right? There's this, you know, kind of health halo with going mm. on with Cabernet, wine grapes, mm-hmm. you know, Chardonnay, Merlot, right? So that with chocolate could be a really interesting and unique product. Definitely. So it turns out that re- uh, wine grapes have little seeds inside of them. And um, oh. when you chocolate coat those, it's a very different experience than what most folks might be expecting. Um, and let's just say it didn't it didn't uh, work out as well with our consumers as we had expected it to. Um, you don't know until you try, right? Exactly. And, and honestly, I mean, one of the great things about our business, you know, we have our small test kitchen. Natalie and I will work on different projects, different products and things. And, you know, we're able to really quickly turn around an idea, you know, walk into our chocolate factory, you know, maybe 20, 30 feet away and produce something that we can have on the shelf, you know, pretty, pretty quickly Hmm. um, and get our consumers, you know, reaction and um, they can, you know, give us their feedback, you know, pretty, pretty quickly after, after our initial prototype is created. So on any given day, someone might walk in and have the chance to try like a new prototype of some elevated raisin experience that you've come up with. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be that exactly. But um, but yeah, we're working on a number of different things right now. Just a few months ago, we launched our refreshed creme liqueurs. Mm. And um, so those were kind of a, a new and improved um, recipe refresh of our of our um, creme liqueur pieces. And right now we're working on a lot of different products um, and a new product type for the holiday season coming up here as well. So if you, yeah, if you stop in, you might have an opportunity to try. Wait, um, what's the new product for the holiday those. season? Hit us with I it. Can't, I can't disclose that it's secret? right yet, but <gasps> it is. When will people be able to, to find out and try it? So we will probably be doing some tastings, um, you know, again, kind of like some informal focus groups where if you come in and and have a chocolate tasting experience, Mm -hmm. you know, we would have this piece as potentially like a bonus that you could try and give us your feedback on. So we're always getting 
feedback like that in our retail stores. So dodge the question. Of- I am dying to know, <laughs> and I'm not. You're not going to tell me. Please keep us updated when it comes out. I want to know what is going to hit the shelves soon. Actually, I will say probably in the next month or so, I think we'll definitely have some samples um, in our retail store here in Henderson that mm-hmm. we'll be um, requesting feedback on. So Ooh, exciting. OK, well, so Epilims has been around for a long time uh, since 81. Is that what you said? Yes, 1981. Forrest, he actually lived above the chocolate factory, which is kind of crazy. Oh. So upstairs in the office, there are still you know, some of the remnants of, um, well, still some of the, you know, his old condo or his old apartment um, that we've kind of kept intact over all these years. Um, so that's kind of cool to, you know, to think about, right? You've got the owner of the company yeah. coming downstairs and into the chocolate factory to make sure that the products that are being produced are being made just just perfectly. I mean, that's, that feels very like 1880s, not 1980s, to be like living above <laughs> your store, but the best commute, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this is your big holiday season. I imagine it starts around Christmas. And then, of course, we have Valentine's Day coming up, which has got to be, is that your busiest time of year? Holidays definitely the busiest for us, mm. followed quickly by Valentine's Day. Yes. So um, for me in, in product development, you know, the holidays are so close together that, you know, typically when I'm working on products for holiday, we'll also be working on the Valentine's Day products as well. So it's kind oh, of one big holiday push. And I guess I should ask to wrap up, what is your best selling piece at FLMs? So I should say, so for many, many years, it has been our dark chocolate lemon satin cream. Um, and and um, that has been kind of the number one for quite some time. Now, that Bananas Foster piece that I mentioned earlier, I believe if I have my stats um, correct, that may have unseated the lemon satin cream for a few weeks oh. um, during the holiday season. And so, um, yeah, I would say that, that those two pieces right now are our most popular um, but the lemon satin cream is great because, you know, it provides for this really different experience. You have this tart, sweet lemon center and then bittersweet dark mm. chocolate shell. And in the very beginning, it's almost too tart, almost overpoweringly mm. tart with lemon. But as that dark chocolate melts, it actually melts and kind of cuts that and overall kind of gives you this really nice, well-rounded dessert experience. So it's a fun thing to taste that piece and close your eyes and just kind of let the flavors meld together. That's so beautiful, Mark. Thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Happy to do it. today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, send a friend this episode and then go check out Ethel M. They've got a three-acre cactus garden as well as views of the chocolate being enrobed. And don't forget to subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. So what's this chief product development? It says product development manager, but it doesn't sound very sexy. I think chief chocolatier is fine. <laughs> chief chocolatier. Okay, we'll very, go with that. Sounds very, yeah. <laughs>